0: Hello, you're listening to the Navigating Freedom podcast, and I'm your host, The Real Nomad. Today, let's drop in on Matt and Kepp as they discuss Kepp's journey through prison. I can appreciate the fact that Kepp had so much clarity while being locked up. I actually served time with Kepp, and now that we're both on the other side, his decision to be better at that moment is what makes him a success today. My name is Kevin. We're doing an interview today. We in San Bruno Lion Park.
1: Yeah, he got out last year, did time in Soledad and San Quentin. Very charming guy. In this interview, he talks about when he was in and how contrary to the stereotype of prison communities, he and his friends, the Pacific Islanders, worked hard to keep each other out of trouble so that they could go home.
0: Yeah, we was in the Sway Lodge in Soledad. We were tight with the Indians over there.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: You know, every Saturday we'd be in that sweat lodge barbecuing. Barbecuing Chinese sausages.
1: What are you talking about? <laughs> like at the same time. <laughs> yeah.
0: So you know, they'll let us. You know, the Indians was cool, you know, they let us come and cook our own food too. Yeah. Powwow's was cool, we'd be buffalo and elk and all kinds of stuff. So, Flatbread.
1: <laughs> so, and, um, how how, did, how big was their sweat lodge? How how did they build it?
0: Solidad was uh it was a decent one. It was in the middle of the yard, but it was gated. But you know they have a uh, water ran in there. They got a barbecue pit. You see that thing smoking every Saturday. Probably like 15 by 15, somewhere about that big, maybe even 20.
1: Make like a teepee?
0: Yeah, well they had the uh, yeah they had that teepee right there for the sweat lodge, and then they had uh they had a water spigot in there. They had to have water. And then they had their barbecue pit, and they had a pot with some oil. So we was over there deep frying flatbread. We was deep frying everything. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I like that mix. <laughs> yeah, it was cool. Let's let's do the the best and the worst. Mm-hmm. What was the um, happiest memory?
0: The happiest memory in prison. You know, Did you go- have like
1: a tight group? You seem like a pretty chill.
0: Absolutely, man. You know the other cars is always tight. Always tight. Shout out to all the homies on the yard. (laughs) Yeah, the homies are always tight. You know, we always, uh, my happiest memories is when we congregate and we have a, um, we got a eating on the yard, you know? Every time we get together and bring food, coming from the Polynesian culture, that's how we show love is by, uh, with food,
1: you know? What type of stuff did you get?
0: Uh, We had all different kinds of stuff. Somebody would make nachos, somebody would make rice bowls. Uh, Chinese New Year's was always big in some prisons but uh, the makahiki was cool, you know.
1: What does ma- makahiki mean?
0: Um, I don't know what it means, it's Hawaiian though, but we had a Hawaiian group, but you know, they was able to bring some food from the outside and we...
1: Kind of like a Hawaiian powwow.
0: Yeah, just like a Hawaiian powwow like yeah. that, sort of like a luau type thing. But it was cool, it was cool.
1: How'd you pull off the food? Was it all just kind of like prison um, adapting, stuff you could get from the commissary?
0: They actually brought some food from the outside. They brought some pig. Yeah. Yeah. Cause you know, it's culture, you know, sort of like, uh, just like the powwow and in Indians.
1: I haven't heard from other white people. Like if there's things like the sweat lodge or being able to like, um,
0: Oh, uh, white people? Yeah. Uh, they got Odinism.
1: Odinism? Yeah, they well, just this started like some Nordic ish?
0: <laughs> yeah, that's like some Vikings I heard. Like, Odin. Yeah, so they they like worship Odinism and they so they had pushed the paperwork and they actually got it through in Soledad and so Soledad had to go build their fence, you know, and give them their water spigot and their and their little space to do their thing.
1: Bunch of White people Worshipping Thor And
0: Okie. Yeah <laughs> I think it's called Odinism. I'm pretty sure It's called Odinism.
1: Yeah Some Nordic stuff Um <laughs> It's so funny <laughs> Um Yeah Being white in prison Sounds pretty complicated And pretty shitty Cause there's Um Seems like there's A little bit less latitude If you're white Um <laughs> n- Do you agree with that? Explain that Like I was talking to an older black guy, and he was telling me that as a black man, he has... It's not as much pressure is put on him to affiliate or not affiliate.
0: (laughs) But for a white man, it would be?
1: Yeah. Like the the white gangs and cliques. You're either with us or we're going to like... One guy got like... Didn't want to be affiliated anymore. Didn't want to do prison politics. And he got... Oh, they
0: coming um, for you. The whites are going to come for you.
1: Yeah. That's what I'm kind of talking about. But... I also don't know what I'm talking about because yeah. I'm just relaying stories. Yeah,
0: no, I witnessed that firsthand. Uh, one of the whites um, didn't want to run with the whites; he ran with the blacks. They stabbed him in the chow hall. He lasted two days, two days. <laughs> and what was crazy that everybody knew it was coming. You know, everybody knew what day. They knew what. <laughs> they knew where it was gonna happen. So. But prison has changed now. Prison is a lot different now with the integration of, you know, a lot of the politics, um, I think a little watered down now. I've been out for a year and a half, so I'm not too sure about now. But I know when I got out, it was going through that transformation, integrating people.
1: Was there anything bad about um, the community you were in?
0: Not the community I was in. We were pushing people to go home. You know, we, we was pushing people to do right. We didn't want to get our people into a wreck. I made that a point because I know I want to go home (laughs) and I'm not going to let the people sitting around me um, put me in a predicament. But I think these prison gangs be putting, got to start, got to really build people up. You know, it's not about tearing people down. We all in the same struggle. We all in prison. You know what I mean? Let's help each other get out. Why are we not? we, We should all be together. You know, a lot of the youngsters, they would, they'll give everything up for because they took something personal, you know? Mm. You get in a fight, that's another charge. You get up to like two, three years for that, you know? That's another two, three years away from your family and the people who really love you. The people who love you, they don't care. (laughs) (laughs) They don't care what prison you're at. They don't care what level you're at. They don't care about none of that. (laughs) They just know that you're not there. You know what I'm saying? Mm. They don't care about, you know, prison politics. They don't care about that. They just, they just love you. So we was trying to get those people home to, the, to their loved ones.
1: Um, before we asked for one of your favorite memories and you talked about uh, eating on the yard uh, what's one of your Worst memories
0: Definitely had to be When my dad passed away 2015 July That was uh, That was a dark time For me mm. He had just got the news And I talked to him That day was when uh, He got the diagnosis From his doctor And he was real calm And he just told me You know I want to let you know That I've been diagnosed With stage 4 cancer And Um his words were just, I don't want you to worry. You know, I'm gonna be okay. I just don't want you to worry. I want you to do your time and come home and take care of your kids. Oldest oh, one's 18, she's gonna be, uh, she's working towards being more independent. You know, we're looking for her house right now. I had a one-year-old when I went in and I got out, and She's. Nine years old, so I missed a lot already. My kids was grown. You know, his his main thing was just, you know, my kids.
1: How's your youngest doing?
0: She's doing good. She's doing real good. She's happy I'm mom. She's my best friend right now. My son is 6'5". My daughter loves Chick-fil-A. He's 320 pounds. I had to cut that out. He's a size 16 shoes. I started gaining too much weight. And he's 14 years old. His words were just... I don't want you to worry. I knew pretty quickly, like, I'm gonna miss a lot. I'm gonna be okay, I just don't want you to worry. I want you to do your time and come home. So it was kind of hard, uh, you know, facing that, go away for eight years. Come home, make sure I got out better than I came in. Come home and take care of your kids.
1: imagine being in prison for over 20 years when you went in there there were phone booths taxis and bicycles now it's cell phones rideshare apps and electric scooters the uncuff project has recognized a need within our community to make those formerly incarcerated whole again by providing basic resources like help getting IDs or setting up cell phones and other aspects of everyday life as one previously incarcerated man put it it. getting out isn't the finish line it's the starting line help us help those starting over go to theuncuffedproject.org to support and learn more Navigating Freedom was created by The Uncuffed Project. Its producers are Spoon Jackson, Damon Cook, with contributor producer Brian Mazza, and help from Lisa Strong. It is edited, mixed, and music done by me, Matthew Schneeman. To learn more about The Uncuffed Project and the work that they do, go to theuncuffedproject.org.